Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Claire, and I'm coming to you today from my home in beautiful Florence, Italy. For the past 25 years, I've worked as a tour leader, guiding hiking and cycling tours around Europe. Unfortunately, COVID put a stop to all of that, so I've turned my attention to leading virtual tours in the world of the blog and the podcast. Since it's Easter weekend, I thought this would be a good time to talk about Rome. My good friend and colleague, Emanuela Angelini, aka Manu, lives in the center of the city, and she and I have been in touch, of course, throughout the pandemic. We Zoom at least once a week, and I thought I would ask her about what life is like in the capital city in these trying times. She'll talk to us about her favorite things to do within the city limits of Rome, as well as within the province of Lazio. So without further ado, let's go say hi to Manu. Ciao, buongiorno. Buongiorno. Come stai? I'm fine. How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay, despite still being in lockdown. <laughs> I know, I know. My God, these restrictions are becoming a little too restricted. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think Tuscany is in red, but uh, Rome is, are you a different color than we are right now? Yeah, we're back to orange after Easter, and um, and they say that we're gonna stay orange until the end of the month. Oh my God, that's three more so, weeks. And, uh, and who and who knows? I even laugh when I say three more weeks because a year ago I was saying we still have two more weeks to go. Yeah, <laughs> it's, been, it's been thirteen months. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But I think that if they told us it's going to be 13 months or 16 months, we would have died. So I think it's good that, that <laughs> for a shorter time and then we just adjust again. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so glad I didn't know how long this was going to last or I would have jumped off my balcony. I know, me too. I mean, at least we were able to travel a little bit over the summer. I actually came to visit you in September. Yeah, we had a couple of days around Rome, and then we uh, took a short road trip into Abruzzo and did some hiking. So that was fun. It was fun. I just remember that really hot day. Well, we went to Abruzzo because we thought it was going to be a little cooler because it's in the mountains. And oh, it yeah. Was hot those days. And we had that hike like at 2 p.m., like with 40 Celsius degrees. We were That's dying. Right. It was like 104 Fahrenheit. And we were, yeah, we were hiking in the middle of the afternoon. I know that was ridiculous. You would never tell with guides for 20 and more years. Well, you know, we guides, we always do the right thing when we have a group. When we're on our own, who knows what we're going to do? Exactly. <laughs> go out without food, go out without a map. <laughs> oh, I miss those days. Yeah, me too. And then I came to Florence in October. And that's the last time we saw each other, in fact, because then in November, they closed all the borders between regions. And that was it. They're still closed. Uh, that's amazing. That is, um, I, every time I think that I haven't left the city limits of Florence for how many months is that? Six, seven? I don't yeah. even know how much time has gone by, but I, it's, it's surreal. It's sur I can't imagine any time in my life that I've spent so much time in one place. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it really is surreal. No, I was really curious to talk to you because I'm wondering how your experience has been different from mine, right? Because I've been sitting here in the, in the Comune di Firenze, in the city limits. The city, of course, that lives on tourism has been completely deserted. 
So that also has been surreal to see this beautiful city with no tourists. So it's been very sad, but it's also been just an amazing occasion for me to be able to explore without the crowds and the buses and the... So I was wondering how it was for you, because you live in the capital city, whether whether the city feels empty or whether it feels normal. Somewhere in between, in the sense, well, of course, last year when we had the real, the real harsh lockdown, it was totally surreal. I remember I took this long hike, it was like 12 miles. Two days after they reopened, they let us outside the house, (laughs) even though everything was still closed. And uh, and it was just, I mean, I remember crying. I mean, it was just so empty that it was scary. Looked like, you know, some major disaster happened and everybody died I don't know I mean it was just really really surreal even though you get to see those beautiful sites like the Colosseum or or the Spanish Steps or Trevi Fountain with 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 nobody which is quite unique but still it was really difficult and um, now well of course we don't have the tourism which was gigantic also in Rome so you can see that clearly so there are much less people around but still there are a lot of people around in the sense there are the local people because even with the restrictions we have now all the offices are open most of the offices are open and the businesses in general are open and so you still have people around. Things like this, you're not, you, you really do see the difference, but I cannot say the room is empty, no. Yeah, and you have, I think the population, if you go all the way through the city limits, is almost 3 million people. So, so there's still a lot of people in Rome as compared to Florence, which has just over 300,000. So you're about 10 times bigger than we are. As usual. <laughs> <laughs> as befits the capital. <laughs> And uh, I mean, t- talking of being bigger, I, <laughs> this whole time that we've been in the red zone and, and I wasn't allowed to leave the city limits, I was like, well, the Florence city limits are actually pretty big. They're 40 square miles. That's about a hundred square kilometers. And so I was feeling pretty good about myself and my ability to get out and about. I just looked up the Rome city limits. You guys are 500 square miles. That's 1,200 square kilometers. So I'm flabbergasted that Rome is so big. Yeah, no, Rome, it's, in fact, is the, Rome has the biggest city limits of Italy and is like one of the top three cities in Europe in terms of the size of the, of the actual city limits. Yeah, it's very, very big. Uh, one of the reasons, I think, I think the main reason for this, it's because when they decided the borders, uh, Rome included a lot of, uh, like a big area, which is between Rome and the coasts, and um, which used to be swamps and very low quality terrain. So nobody used it. It was not cultivated because nobody used it. Nobody was interested in it. Rome included it in the city limits. So that's probably why it ended up being so big which is nice because it goes all the way to the coast. So, so you, you can go to the beach, basically. I can go to the beach when we are orange. When we are red, you need to have a serious excuse for moving away from your home. In reality, you shouldn't even leave your house. So, but when we're orange, yeah, yeah, I can definitely. In fact, I do. I do very often. <laughs> All right. Well, I know that for both of us, we're so used to being active and we really, really love hiking. And normally we would be able to hike all the time with our jobs. But since we're sort of homebound these days, I know that both you and I have been going out to get in walks just about every afternoon. And since I live really close to the hills that go up towards Fiesole, that, of course, is my go-to. 
Now you live in the middle of a city of 3 million people. So where do you go hiking? Well, I do fortunately have a few really beautiful options. So one is actually a city tour. So it becomes a very long walk because it is still seven, eight miles. Uh, but I start from my home, which is in Trastevere, which is one of the historical neighborhoods of Rome. And uh, I, I start with going up on the Giannicolo Hill. It's not one of the hills of Rome, in a sense. Rome is famous for being built on seven hills. Giannicolo is not included in those seven hills, even though it definitely is part of Rome and it's a hill. So it's a little bit strange. But anyway. <laughs> now, wait, now, now, can you explain this to me? Because, of course, I've always heard about the legend of Rome being founded on seven hills. When I think of Rome, it's a flat city, right? I don't, I don't see any hills. And so... What, what, what exactly are these hills? That's because when you come to Rome, we never take bicycles to, to go around. Otherwise, you would have noticed. But <laughs> so basically, the story is that Rome was actually built over seven hills. These hills are very, very small. We're talking about an average of 50 meters high. So it's about 100 okay. feet. Okay. So really <laughs> tiny hills. And there were seven. And that's why in, they say that Rome was built over seven hills, because this originally this was the plan of this, the, where the, the city was built. Then, so everything that is on the other side of the Tiber, like Trastevere, Trastevere means across the river. And there are other hills over there, of course, but these are not the original ones where Rome was built. So that's, that's the, the main difference. So for me, the, the most impressive of the seven hills is the Palatinum because it's, um, it's actually an archaeological site. So it's only ruins of the ancient Roman palaces and, uh, and uh, buildings. And the most amazing thing is that there are also uh, some of the very first dwellings that were the actual first buildings when the city started to be built. And uh, so we're talking about the 8th century BC. Wow. And I always <laughs> laugh because... When you talk about the founding of Rome, there's like an actual date, right? There's like, I know. <laughs> there's an actual, Rome has a birthday. Yeah, April 21st. And the year was a 700, oh, 750 something. But do, do we know why it was April 21st? No, I, I actually don't know. I don't know. Well, it must, there must be some legend about it, I guess. Or I, I don't know actually how they decided that date. But it's approaching. We are almost at the birthday of of rome oh that's right we'll have to throw a party <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we'll come and uh, visit you for uh, april 21st 2022 put that on exactly. our calendar so now this janiculum hill that you do your hike on mm -hmm. does that have any is there anything to see up there or well, yes. Well, first of all, it's beautiful because when you get up there, there is a whole uh, promenade, which is like a balcony over Rome. So you have gorgeous views over the city and the mountains behind the city. Um, well, it's also a very important historical site. There were important battles in, uh, in the 1800s when we had a very short, limited time of the Roman Republic for a year. <laughs> And uh, so anyway, it's a, it's a very, very interesting place. From there, I pass near the Vatican along the river and then Castel Sant'Angelo. Castel Sant'Angelo, it's a, this round castle 
that is really beautiful. It's just over the river, the Tiber. And, and it's, uh, it used to be like a Renaissance fortress, but in reality, the, its origin is that it's uh, been the Emperor Adrian Mausoleum. So again, we're talking about a Roman building that then has been changed and, and used in, uh, in different ways over the centuries. From there, I keep walking along the river all the way to Piazza del Popolo. Piazza del Popolo is one of the biggest squares of Rome. It has an obelisk in the middle. I don't know if you remember that. I'm sure we've been there mm-hmm. together. And then from there, I walk up one of the actual seven hills of Rome, which is the Pincio, which is so just above uh, Castel Sant'Angelo. And it's, uh, it's another very beautiful spot for seeing the city from up above. Then the walks continue and I get to the Spanish steps. And from there, I go to Fontana di Trevi. And then from there I go then to Piazza Venezia, which is where our Capitol Hill is. And this is also where, you know, that big, big white building that we actually call it the typewriter because it looks (laughs) like a gigantic typewriter, which is in reality the altar of the fatherland, Altare della Patria in Italian. So I go there and then from there, either I go, if I'm tired, I kind of head back uh, home, going through Campo di Fiori, which is this beautiful, beautiful square with a statue of Giordano Bruno. Otherwise, if I have more time, I actually take a longer way back and I go through the Colosseum and uh, and the Circus Maximus. So, Well, that sounds I- like an amazing, yeah, I mean, you've, you've got so much right there in the city center. That <laughs> just sounds like such an amazing city walk. Yes, it is. In fact, it's really, really beautiful. And that's why you want to do it when there is not too much traffic or, or stuff going on, because you really want to enjoy it. It's great. So tell me about some of the other walks that you can do within the city limits. Yeah, another one that is gorgeous is the, the walk along the Via Appia Antica, which is the old Appian Way. The Appian Way is one of the oldest roads of Rome, and it's uh, it was built, it was started in 330 BC or some, some year around that. And so it was planned to reach the Hill of Italy in Brindisi, and it actually did. In fact, it took almost 200 years, but they got there. Wow. <laughs> and now it's a park. It's a protected area. There is a lot of fields around it. It's beautiful. You still have the, the, the Roman cobblestone, and uh, there are pine trees. There are um, funerary um, monuments. Um, Mausoleum. Mausoleums, yes, thank you. Uh, because by law, the cemeteries could not be built within the city walls, so they had to be outside of them. And so it's, it's really, really beautiful. And the more you go uh, towards the exterior of the city and the more it starts to become like countryside and uh, greens and fields and trees, you see sheep and goats. <laughs> so it's, it's very, very, very peaceful, very quiet during the week, very busy during weekends. And from there, you can also uh, walk all the way to the Park of the Aqueducts, which is an, another park, which is, again, amazing, because there are the, the remainings of seven Roman aqueducts. Actually, one is from the Renaissance, but all the other ones are still the Roman ones. And um, so it, it's just gorgeous, because it's all fields, it's all green, it's grass, and totally worth a visit. From my home, it would be a good 10, 12 kilometers. And so sometimes I would, then I can go back with public transportation because there is, the metro stations are very close to those, uh, not to the Appia, but to the Aqueduct Park, yes. So if I go that far, then I, 
either I have a friend picking me up <laughs> or I take the public transportation back home. That sounds so great. Is, yeah. And then another one near my house, it's Villa Panfili, which is the biggest city park of Rome. It's about 183 hectares, which is about 460 acres. Wow, it's that's like, huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's beautiful. There is this beautiful villa that dates back from the 1600s and uh, it's very well maintained. Now it's owned by the government. It's not private, and uh, but it's very well maintained. There are, you know, little lakes, there are swans, there are ducks, there are people, <laughs> lots of dogs, of course. That's, that's where I go very, very often. And then when I have more time, I take my car and I go towards the coast where a very good friend of mine lives. She lives close to this beautiful pine forest uh, that is called uh, Pineta di, di Castelfusano. And we hike over there again for a couple of hours or so in the forest, and then we reach the beach from there. Usually we take the dogs, so it becomes a really nice outing for the day. And I usually do it once a week. In fact, when I babysit, well, I babysit, when I dog sit my <laughs> sister's dog. <laughs> So I pick her up and I and I keep going straight to towards the coast. So, so is that where Ostia, like the beaches of Ostia are? Exactly. In fact, the, the, the pine forest is also called the pine forest of Ostia. And is there any train that goes out there in case people don't have a car? To go to the beach? Yes. To the pine forest? Not really. It doesn't stop anywhere nearby, but it's a different area of the coast where the, the train goes. But it's doable. I mean, if you if you don't mind walking a few kilometers along the asphalt, then you can reach <laughs> the woods as well. <laughs> and one place, one place that you and I went a few years ago that I absolutely love is Ostia Antica. It's incredibly vast. It's the ruins of the ancient Roman seaport that used to be in Ostia. And there's another one of those really, really long Roman roads with the cobblestones. And there's a huge semicircular amphitheater. And there are tons of mosaics. I absolutely loved it. In fact, I went back with my parents a few years ago and they loved it too. So I think that's a great destination for people too, if they're looking for a place to go and get out of the city. But that's a beautiful, this is, there is the train that goes there from Rome. And that's a fantastic day trip from the city. Thank you so much for talking to me. I, we, we Zoom just about once a week, sometimes twice a week. So I feel like I've probably seen you more than I have in a normal year. But uh, <laughs> the fact that we can't just jump on a train and, and go see each other in person is, is just strange and surreal. So I can't wait until they lift the, the regional borders again. Oh, yes, me too. I really can't wait. We'll have to see. We, have, we will have a fight on who's visiting who first. <laughs> coming down to Rome or if I'm coming north to Florence. <laughs> we'll exactly. <see>. <laughs> okay, that was really nice. It was uh, fun to talk to you and, um, and thank you. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk again soon and I hope you have a good day. Go out and go out and have a walk. Absolutely. In fact, I'm going to see my get my sister dog again and taking her for a long walk this afternoon. So. Oh, fabulous. Ready okay. to go. Ciao. Grazie mille. <laughs> Prego. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Thank you so much for joining me on my little virtual tour to Rome. I can't wait for the government to lift the COVID restrictions and I'm able to travel again. I know that Rome is going to be the first place I head. I'm going to put pictures of a lot of these places over on my blog. So if you haven't checked out the blog yet, you can find me at clareintheworld.net. Let me know if you'd like any more information or just leave a comment. Happy trails to everyone. Ciao, alla prossima.
راز دیفاری در 